I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my fellow DDP Yoga Warriors. It is Wednesday night live. Currently, where I currently am, residing on the 97th floor of the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful, uh, right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. It is a hot summer night here in uh, the Carolinas. And uh, we're right on the verge of the 4th of July, Independence Day here for the United States. If uh, I know we have uh, listeners from all over the world. Um, it's crazy when you see the chart. It, it freaks me out a little bit. But uh, if you uh, point directly north from here and if you follow that line almost straight, you will come across a little sleepy town in Ontario, Canada, where my co-host has erected a, a satellite dish to receive the signal of the DDP Yoga Warriors, and it fuels the power of my friends, the one and only, the gem, the jewel, the crystal of Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Stewart, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Mike? <laughs> happy 4th? Uh, uh, happy, yes, yes. It, it is uh, Independence Day here in the United States, 4th of July. And uh, I guess you guys just finished uh, celebrating uh, Canada Day as well. So I sent a, yes. a little message to all my Canadian friends that I've gotten to know through DDP, uh, DDPY. And, and there's a lot of them. And uh, you and, of course, Eric Broughton and uh, the uh, the Roger, which we shall not notice, uh, name here. There's any publicity. <laughs> that's all he needs. But uh, happy Canada Day. Thank you. It was wonderful. And good news, we didn't have to shovel anything <laughs> except the except the beer cans off the front lawn, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, awesome, awesome. And um, so I'm going to bring her on right away because we we have no time to waste. We got a hell of a story to bring to you guys. And, and Chris, I yeah, don't know how yeah. you're doing it, but you've you've got your fingers in the pulse of the DDP of the universe. You got you know you you've been doing such a great job as uh, you know. I've, I've officially named you executive producer because you're so great with like pulling stuff together. And if anyone who oh, knows me, I kind of have my own system that not another human being can figure out in the whole world. So it's nice having your organization skills and planning ahead and uh-huh. all that stuff. But uh, you kind of put the feelers out there, and, and you're you know you're you're not so much deciding as you are letting the the DDPY universe decide. You know who's worthy and who's the most. Uh, you know, ready to be our warrior of the week because there's right. so many people out there deserving 
that why not go to the people, you know, who are out there in the community and kind of pool everyone and figure out, uh, you know, who we should uh, come on here and highlight, whose story we should bring on. And uh, as usual, you brought us an, an amazing story, and you guys are going to really want to listen to this tonight because it's an incredible story. Um, and, Crystal, I know you kind of put this together, so I'm going to have you set everything yep. up and, and introduce our, uh, our Warrior of the Week this week, uh, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So this month, all of the um, the Warrior of the Week segments have been brought to you by the community themselves. I had really nothing to do with it other than, you know, doing the legwork and setting it all up. Um, tonight, um, I have been aware of Krissa for quite some time. Um, but, yeah, until I had a free schedule, she was – I'm just so grateful she agreed to be the first one on because I I love her story. And I'm sure you're going to love her story. She's everything – that when I think of DDP yoga, um, she just tops it. I mean, she's amazing. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful that she was able to come on and share her story. And, I mean, I, I hope that you find her as awe-inspiring as I do. I, I mean, this girl is amazing. This girl is so amazing. Um, so without further ado, I would really like to bring on our warrior. Um, her name is Krista, and I am so thrilled she's with us. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. And thank you for that kind introduction. Oh, I'm so thrilled you're here. You have no idea. Yeah, this, this is this is a treat. This is awesome. And uh, I'm going to have to get things straight because I talk so fast that I'm going to have to make sure I emphasize the L when I'm talking to Crystal and when I'm talking to Krista because no one can go what I'm saying. But um, thank you so much for coming on. And, and, and right off the bat, you know, we're addressing, you know, what obviously what you're going through right now. I, I, I you know, whenever we have a warrior that we can kind of go on and check him out, see who's, who's coming on and stuff. And I saw that you were uh, had gone through chemo, and I saw your 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 GPY stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, she must have gone through chemo. I didn't realize you were actively going through chemotherapy right now. And uh, you know, anyone obviously, I can't relate, and I'm not, and I hope so many of you at home, you know, can't relate either because it's, it's a terrible experience for so many people. But man, I was inspired the the, the stuff you were doing and the attitude you were keeping while going through this, and you know, we don't want to focus solely on that because you, you get a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, give us a quick update of, of, of you know, why you got into the GDPY and, and, and what you're going through and how everything has affected uh, what you're going through. And, uh, you know, you've got an amazing story. So let's just let this unfold in a, you know, conversational form. Uh, nothing formal, but let's just, let's just chat about this. So, you know, what got you here? Okay. Uh, well, in December, um, a friend of mine, Seth, recommended – DDPY. Um, I had been doing other programs and I just, they just weren't sticking. They weren't working, they weren't sticking, and they were boring. Um, so he recommended it and he actually set me up with it and uh, I fell in love with it right away. It had so much variety. So I wasn't getting bored with it and I was actually doing it. Um, and basically, I mean, my initial goal was just I wanted to tone up and get more flexible, get healthier. Um, I was, uh, I would describe it as skinny fat. I 
didn't have a lot of weight to lose, but I was not physically healthy. Kind of, you know, I have three kids, so I was a little active with them, but uh, I wasn't fit by any means. I didn't have a lot of stamina. Um, and things started going great right away. Um, I lost like 13 inches overall, I lost a few pounds, and I've only been doing the program for about six months. And then, of course, obviously, things changed a few months ago. Just a couple months ago, things changed, and uh, my goals changed. Um, so, uh, yeah, in May, I was diagnosed with invasive breast cancer. So it went from um, my goals of, you know, increasing flexibility and toning up and getting physically fit to really just focusing on my health and uh, my mental health and staying active and staying as healthy as I can and um, keeping a positive mindset. And it was no longer about losing weight or anything. Um, so uh, I've been continuing doing my yoga, and I am still actively in chemotherapy. I go every three weeks. Um, and I do my yoga during my chemo treatments um, because it is like six hours of sitting in a chair. <laughs> which, as you can imagine, totally jacks up your back, and it's a very stressful situation. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I usually do a chair force while I'm getting my yoga done um, to help keep me focused and, and sane. And the nurses ask me questions, and you know, the other patients look at me like I'm a little crazy. <laughs> but it's all a good uh-huh. fun. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, that's where I am now. I just keep doing it as I can. That's you know that's 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 incredible that you you know you know you talked about your priorities shifting and you know a lot of people who are here you know let's be realistic a lot of people are here for kind of you know it, it's it's important to them but it, it's shallow reasons oh I want I want to fit into that shirt I want to you know I want to look good for this picture this trip and you know you your your priorities shift pretty quickly when that when the seaweed gets tossed around. And obviously, you're in the hands of, of, of great doctors and, and professionals. But there's something to be said for that that, that third step, which is is so important in the DDPY universe, is the is the attitude and the positivity. Because there's yep. a lot of days where I'm sure you, you wake up not feeling great or not feeling, you know, positive. And, and, and there's no one that's gonna when you tell them that that, you, that you're dealing with cancer right now. I mean, that's an excuse that nobody's going to question. Like, you have, you, they'll give you free reign to just, you know, collapse into yep. yourself. And, you know you know what I'm saying? Like, no one's going to say, oh, well, get on the mat. So you kind of have to, you know, you know find it in yourself if, if that's what you want to do right now. And, and, you know, it's it's an amazing testament to see that you're, you're still wanting to get up because I don't know how I'd react in that situation. Obviously, I don't. I hope I don't have to find out. But the fact that you feel the need to just, all right, well, I'm, I'm here six hours. Might as well get up and, and, and try something and do something. You know, as the Sadie's been throwing around all the time lately, I love that, that phrase, do something. And it doesn't have to be the marathon workout, but the fact that I'm here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up and I'm going to get on the mat for a little bit. That's incredibly inspiring. How has that, you know, shaped your, 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 your attitude? Or how has that shaped your, uh, you know, perception of, of things because I can think it would be pretty easy to fall into a funk. It is. It's very easy to fall into a funk. And, uh, you know, for a few days after I was diagnosed, I did. 
Um, it was really out of the blue, completely unexpected. I'm 38, you know, there's a family history, but they were all so much older and, and a lot of times, I mean, obviously it affects younger people, but a lot of times when you think of breast cancer, you associate it with older people. Um, so it, and it really came out of left field. And for a couple bad days there, I just turned inwards. And then I just, I woke up one morning and I said, you know, I'm losing control of everything. And I felt like so much was going to be taken from me that it was just really important to me to stay focused on what I was doing, what I enjoyed doing, and to hold on to what I could and to just stay as healthy as I could and to control some aspect of it. So I take control of that. I take control of my life by making sure that I stay physically active, that I keep doing what I love doing. And I, I, I think part of the thing, Krista, that really um, geared me towards you is that your, your will to live and not exist a, a set of circumstances is incredible for me. Um, it's, it's a, it's an amazing thing to hear that, you know, you're not going to just sit down and take this. You're going to fight it every possible way. And some days you may fight harder than others, but that's okay. But that's okay. And I just wanted you to know that I'm really very grateful for that. I have found a degree of strength in you, like nobody's business. It's amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I'm a very stubborn person. <laughs> yeah. So, I hear you. <laughs> I, I, I will never go down without a fight for, for anything. And uh, yeah, after a couple of days, I just had to get up there and start swinging. It's just not in me to do anything else. So for once, it's my, okay. my stubbornness turned into a good attribute. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it's it's okay to have a pity party, but just because you fall into a rut doesn't mean you unpack your bags and stay there, right? So you Absolutely. have to keep moving. Yep, you have to keep moving forward. And I, I, I when I was reading your story, I cried a lot, <laughs> um, but I recognized... Um, the fighter in me recognized the fighter in you. And that was a, it was a pretty amazing thing to bear witness to. Thank you. It's a, uh, it's been a really crazy uh, couple months <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I I'm really grateful for all the support that I've, I've received from the DDPY community. It's It's been tremendous. That's amazing. Well, talk about that for for just a minute, and not so much the physical or the illness and stuff like that, but the mentality of you know everything's going fine, you think everything's going well, and you get into this program, and you're going good, then you lose some life, you know you're holding up, you're working out hard, and you get hit with this. Obviously, it's, it's going to be like this mental kind of like just you know you know hit in the head, like you you know you're kind of blindsided by this, and. You know, there's so much support coming out from, you know, it's, it's all got to be a bit of a whirlwind. It's like, is it something that you kind of had been able to digest yet, or do you want to digest it, or you just want to go on, uh, on cruise control and get through this, chemo, this round of chemo? Like, there's got to be a lot of emotions you're working through, and 
I, I got to think that the physical aspect of it too is probably, you know, the physicality of, of the, you know, working out or, or just, you know, attempting to do some stuff on the mat or, or something has got to be released for the mental, you know, side of things as well, because there's a lot of emotions that just kind of, you know, you know, hit you over the head at once. Yeah, it, it, they really do. And, um, there's some days I still can't quite believe it's happening, <laughs> even as I'm going through it. Um, and, yeah, hitting the mat, it, it brings such relief. As a matter of fact, the, the day I got diagnosed, I came home, and I was just really upset and just completely in shock. And one of the first things I did was I just I got off the mat, and I put on an extreme program, and I just, sobbed my way through an excruciating workout because I, I didn't know what else to do with those feelings. So I felt like the, the best thing I could do was just get them out that way. And at least I would be tired and I would feel something else <laughs> that would be, you know, more, more able to focus on. So it is, it, it's, it's a great relief. To, to be able to work out. And I think anyone can feel that when, when they're having any kind of strong emotions. I always think that exercise can bring those into focus and maybe bring better emotions to the forefront and push the other ones back. And even if you're just feeling too tired to feel anything, then sometimes that's just what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How how far into uh, your chemo uh, treatments are you? Uh, how many uh, rounds are you're 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 in, and how many you got left to go? You don't mind me asking. I'm. I just finished my second round. I'm going through my third round on Friday. I have to have six in total. Six. Yeah. Six. So my last one will be uh, mid mid September, and then I have to go for a surgery, and then I continue getting uh, treatments for a year. Wow. Oh, so uh, yeah. I, I, I got to ask, uh, once you kick this cancer's ass and, and you leave it on the curb and, and, and tell the garbage man to come take it away, what are you going to do to celebrate? Like, what's your what's your long-term goals with, you know, you know, life, family, kids, you know, whether it be health? There's, there's got to be something on the other side of this when you when you finally lay waste to this stupid thing and, uh, and you've got something to look forward to. Do you have any goals you're setting for long-term, anything you're looking forward to or – or anything uh, on the other side of this uh, this this battle, a hell of a battle, but it's something that uh, you sound like you're ready to you know to leave it <laughs> leave it laying. <laughs> yeah, I am very much uh, looking forward to it being in the rear view. Um, well, one of the first things I'd like to do is I've I've got three kids, a three, five, and seven year old. So when I'm all said and done and I'm clear. Um, I'd like to go on a nice vacation somewhere where it's sandy and warm. <laughs> and um, I'm actually looking forward to getting a gigantic chest tattoo, which seems a little stupid and superficial. <laughs> uh, no, no. But, um, you know, that's it. that's going to be uh, my big celebration when, when I'm all in the clear is to um, have a very large post-mastectomy tattoo done. Oh, awesome. I think that's, that's, I think that's, that's great. That's great. No, that's that's amazing, and you know I I always say that you know I I don't have any tattoos on me, and I say if if I'm ever gonna get a tattoo, it's gonna be something that's that's legit and, and ain't going nowhere. My feelings ain't changing on it, and I can't think of anything better to stay on you than uh, some kind of just 
you know, memorial to, to the battle you just you fought. And, you know, that's an amazing – there's no souring on a tattoo like that. No, <laughs> it's not something I think I'd ever regret. No, no. no. I mean, I you, so. you know what? I have maybe one or two. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, it's I don't regret any of them. Yeah, I have six. I don't regret any so, of them. I well, I have none unless you count the uh, the winger forever tattoo on my back. I was. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I was trying to think of a band that's, that's not considered past that, but, you know, Winger? I have, like, you know, I, <laughs> I was joking, but I was, I was, I was trying to think of because, like, I have a buddy of mine who had a, um, the guy, he lives up, up at home and up in New England, and he was actually on, on WWF TV one time, they brought him in the ring because he had a full-size Hulk Hogan back tattoo. And I'm like, man, wow. you better hope Hulk Hogan doesn't do anything stupid in the next 20 years. There's no cover in that thing. He did something stupid. <laughs> Just say that. But uh, no, I, I, I would like. In theory, I'd like to get something, but I can't think of anything that I could never that I regret. But my wife has a couple of tattoos, and she's always like, you kind of forget their party after a while. It's kind of like, you know, you something you focus on every day, but. Knowing me, I'm the king of bad decisions, so I'll do something, you know, stupid and regret it. Don't don't underestimate me. <laughs> but I think uh, I think kicking breast cancer's ass is a pretty sure bet. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So uh, you know, how are your kids holding up? Like, obviously, this has got to be a pretty like wild time for them. Like, you know, trying to are they fully like you know aware of what's going on in in, in it or? Are they kind of, uh, you know, not grasping the, the situation, um, you know, due to their how young they are? Um, they are aware of the situation. It's been explained to them. I don't think they understand the um, the severity, the seriousness of it. But um, the physical changes they can obviously see. And because um, I lost my hair, <laughs> and I have a vascular access device, a port in my chest. I call it my Borg implant, um, uh-huh. so that's very noticeable to them. Um, and, you know, my oldest is seven, so um, she she understands somewhat. Um, you know, she's been asking me some questions, and, you know, I told her, you know, Mommy found a lump in her breast, and the lump is bad. And so we had a discussion about, you know, the medication, how they give me medicine to make the cancer go away, but it makes Mommy sick. You know, so it's been a discussion, well, how long is mommy going to be sick? You know, then the discussion about the mastectomy, you know, she was asking me questions about that. So she understands more than the others. Um, but we, we mostly try to keep it uh, more positive and upbeat. You know, it's just a temporary thing. I'm sick, but um, I'm fine. And for the most part, I, I do well. Um, obviously, I'm going through chemo, so I do get quite ill. Um for a good nine to 10 days after my treatment, I'm definitely not feeling well, but it's really only about three days where I am on the sofa, really unable to interact. Um, so that's not too bad. Um, so they, they understand as much as they're able to, and they're great little helpers, you know, taking care of the mommy. They like to play oh, nurse, awesome. poke and prod me. 
break out their fake cameras and take photos of my scars. I don't know why. (laughs) 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 They find it very interesting. That's awesome. That's that's Um, cool that they're, they're helpful and stuff, too. The friendships you've made at DDPY, Krista, um, how have they helped during such a? It's got to be hard. I can't. I can't even imagine. And I've. I had a bout with cancer, but it wasn't. It was caught so early, so I. I very luckily didn't have to go through chemotherapy and all kinds of. You know, but so hard and I know that support is an incredibly important thing Um, do you find that you've built you know friendships that you can turn to when you're just having a really hard day absolutely absolutely I have and really it has um, it helps hold me accountable so when I do have those dark days um, I, I get messages you know, are you doing okay? Be thinking about you, and it kind of forces me to, you know, to come out of myself again and be like, oh, what are you doing? It's time to shake it off. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's an amazing feeling. That, you know, people care, and and they care enough that they notice when you're not there. And sometimes I think, you know, in the back of your mind, you you know, you don't really think anyone notices when you're not around. Um, it's been really amazing and very touching um, to know that people do notice your absence. It's, it's um, been a driving force. Have you ever been a part of something like this before? I haven't. This, I've no, never been a part no. of a community like this before now. Wow, that's amazing. It's, there's so many people here going through so many different things. Obviously, you know, some can relate to what you're going through. Some can relate to, you know, Crystal, uh, Crystal's, you know, situation. And I've got things in my life yep. that I've got to find people. It's so cool to kind of have this giant community of different people coming from different walks of life that's positive and also, you know, willing to kind of check up on you and say, hey, I've been around in a while. Um, obviously, I've said this before, but when I first showed up here in the DDPY community, I didn't know how to take that positivity because there's no positive people on the Internet. So I immediately thought <laughs> someone's trying to scam me out of something or I'm going to end up like in a, you know, in a cult somewhere because I'm like, there's no such thing as positive people on the internet. Where am I? <laughs> but it, it's so cool because I, you know, you, you become friends with a lot of people and it gets to the point where you, you know, you're friends with people on your Facebook timeline who are, who are positive and decent people that even when I'm not seeking it, when you surround yourself with positive people, the posts become positive, the, the conversations around that become positive, the correspondence become positive and it rubs off. And I'm sure in the situation, you know, we're, we're all dealing with something obviously not as severe as, as breast cancer or chemotherapy, but we've all got something. And the last thing we need is a bunch of, you know, you know, even non-related, you know, peripheral negativity in our lives. It's, it's, it's not necessary. And I'm sure when, when you're fighting this, it's the last thing you want to be doing with your time is dealing with ugly negativity and, you know, yep. people who are just, you know, ugly and, and, and negative. Um, so Mark Merrill always has that quote. I always loved it saying, you know, I, I'm going to paraphrase it. Basically, you, you are who you surround yourself with. And yep. you bring yourself around neg- uh, mm-hmm. negative people, it's going to bring you down. And I'm sure you have a whole new outlook to, uh, and a whole new uh, appreciation for the time you're here and, and, and the, the healthy time that you have and the times when you're feeling good 
And the last thing you want to do is pollute that with, you know, ugly negativity. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we all know the Internet can be a very, very ugly place. Um, Yeah. I I was brought into the group, you know, my son thought I would really like it, so he brought me into the group before he got me into the program itself. And at first I was like, wow, these people are all so happy. This is strange. (laughs) Usually, (laughs) you know, you go in these groups and it is just a bunch of trolls and everyone is down on, on each other and it's not about lifting each other up. It's about bringing each other down. So when I first joined the group, I was just like, wow. And then, you know, at first I was like, this can't be real. <laughs> and then uh, I got more into it and I was like, wow, there's, there's really nice people in the world. And this is really great. Everyone's all about helping each other. Um, and it's just, uh, it, it's like kismet. I mean, it really, really came into yeah. my life at, at the right time. That's amazing. It's, 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 it's so true, and you. Um, oh, I was completely lost. What I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I don't. I I totally lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm blanking here. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm 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 foggy. I don't have the excuse to be foggy, so <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't remember what I was gonna say. Crystal, you got to cover me. <laughs> Apparently you need crib notes or something going on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I know firsthand that um when you have a diagnosis such as this, that you know, everything changes in your life. Um, your circle changes, your your you know, your exercise programs, your work changes, your friends change, everything changes. Um, when it comes to food, because I've had a couple of people say, you know, um, are you following um, more of a DDPY food suggestion or are you following a very alkaline-based um, way of eating through a health doctor? Uh, neither, actually. Um, oh, really? Before I got – yeah, neither. Um before I got diagnosed with cancer, I had other health issues. Um, I have ulcerative colitis, uh, gallstones, irritable bowel, and I've got food allergies. So uh, my diet is very specific um, with what yeah. foods I am and am not able to tolerate. Um, so I eat as healthy as I can. And uh, lately it's been more um, just eating um, if I can eat it. And it keeps the weight on me because it's all about uh, maintaining my weight at this point. Um, So I just try to eat a a good balance. I try not to eat a lot of junk. Um, I don't always win that, um, especially these days when I feel like I can give myself a little bit of grace and be like, go ahead and uh, have those Doritos. You earned them today. Um, Yeah. So for the most part, I try to just stick to uh, lean proteins and vegetables, vegetables. I don't eat gluten. Um, I'm gluten sensitive, so I, I can't have gluten at all, and I really can't have dairy. Um, so yeah. I try to eat as healthy as I can, um, keeping in mind that the foods that I'm able to eat that don't make me sicker. So my diet right. is uh, its not one that I would recommend to, to anyone else. Um, it just happens to be crazy by nature before any of this. Um, I do try to eat more alkaline foods because um, yeah. they are very good for, for breast cancer. 
Um, and obviously, I try to stay away from um, a lot of food with hormones in it. Um, yep. Which is uh, easier amazing. said than done. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, so, you know, schedule-wise, you know, obviously life gets in the way for, you know, whatever you're planning on doing for the next six months, obviously, you know, schedules are going to be different. Um, do you, how, I got to ask, because, uh, you know, you obviously have appointments, you have, you have three kids, you've got the chemo treatments, you've got the recovery time. Uh, how do you manage like, a schedule like that? Obviously, it's, it's summer, so maybe you have a little bit more free schedule with the kids, but I have trouble finding time for myself during the day when I'm doing nothing. I can't imagine just having that kind of chaos and crazy schedule. How are you uh, managing to kind of pull it all together, and is it a learning curve, or is it something you're, you're kind of planning out, or is it something you kind of just learn along the way and just try to deal with the obstacles in front of you right now? Because I'm sure it can get frustrating at times. Uh, it does get very frustrating at times, and uh, my schedule frequently changes. Uh, I might think that I have all my appointments lined up, but then, oops, you know, I'm dehydrated, have to go for fluids. So there goes a day shot when I don't think I have anything. Um, but uh, when it comes to working out and everything, I just do it. Like, I, I, I don't plan a schedule. Um, I'll wake up in the morning and if you know a lot of times i'll bring my kids into it and my youngest especially the three-year-old likes to likes to work out with me which basically means let's wait until mom <laughs> gets in like downward dog or side plank and let's watch watch we push her over um so i do it whenever i can you know <laughs> i'll be like oh they're having quiet time i'm just gonna go hit the mat for five minutes or you know i'll be like well i i've, I've got 20 minutes until i have to flip laundry you know, so I'll do like a quick session or, hey, I don't feel too terrible today. Or sometimes it's, I feel really terrible. So I'm going to drag myself up. And even if it's just, you know, doing the 12 minutes of, of red hot core to, to do something. So I pretty much just wing it. I used to be on more of a, a schedule where I got up and I did it, you know, five to six times a week in the morning. And uh, that just isn't possible anymore. It's not even possible to say I'm going to do it five days this week. I mean, I had my last treatment and I ended up doing four workouts that day because I knew I was going to be sick for a good three days. I wasn't going to be able to do anything. And I had it in me. So I, I banged out four and then I didn't do anything for three days. So it's just uh, whenever I can do it, I just do it. But with life and everything, I kind of, you know, I came to a conclusion a while back. Like I'm such an analytical person as a human that I, I found out that I was doing more time scheduling and planning than I was actually doing executing things. <laughs> you know, my planning process would be counterproductive to me. And I kind of learned that like, and it's kind of become a great philosophy for life. And I can be, I can imagine it'll be useful for, for someone like you who, who you don't know how you're going to feel every day or you don't know the circumstances around what your day is going to be. It's like, what can I do in this moment? Like, let's just make the best decision that I can do right now. And then, the next moment, figure out what that is. You know, it's it's an adjustment period, especially when you're somebody who's so so schedule and, and planning oriented. But it's actually kind of a freeing feeling because sometimes life takes you places that you're not going to expect, yep. and, and you have to think like, yep. what are, what's what's best for me right now? What can I do in this moment? You know, and that's that's all you got is this moment. You know, you know, life isn't isn't you know guaranteed to any of us. Tomorrow's not guaranteed to any of us. So all we have is this moment. Like, you know, 
what am I going to do right now that's going to be best for me and best for my kids and that's going to be the best thing for, for all of us right now? And I guess that's kind of a, you know, fly by the seat of your pants attitude, but that's life, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I can imagine that you're experiencing that a lot lately, you know, with not the unpredictability of it all. And, you know, you've never been through chemotherapy, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So you're not used to these symptoms or how you're going to feel. And it's a lot of a, a lot of learning curve and just calling audibles on the fly a lot. Yeah, it, it is. It is really just a big learning curve. And uh, I was, I am the kind of person who likes to have a plan in place. Um, and I had to give that up pretty quickly. Um, so that was, that was an adjustment for me. Um, yeah, I've never really been a by the seat of my pants kind of person, but I have been these days. So I, when I find that I have a good day, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do on this good day? Then I'm limited um, because I'm immunocompromised. So I'm limited, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I take the most out of that day, whether it just be, you know, taking the kids out back to, you know, play hopscotch and we're getting a whole bunch of housework done. Like today, I just decided that I had energy and I was going to cook and clean all day. So I did. Um, <laughs> so it's just, uh, yeah, you just, you take that moment and you just, you live it the best that you can so that if nothing else at the end of the day, you can sit back and, and feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think, you know, it's really, really hard to schedule chaos. It really mm-hmm. is very difficult, you know, and it's just holy smokes. You know, you kind of get yourself into the holy smokes, what else can possibly happen? And you still have to deal with it regardless if it, you know, is looking at you in the face or it's slowly coming down the pipe, you still have to do something. And, you know, it's, and I mean, I borrowed that from Hayden. Um, You know, he has this tagline that he's been sharing with everyone and it's do something. So we're all given a day and within that day, we are tasked with the ability to do something and I when I think of that I think of you it's absolutely and you know let's just you know keep in mind you know it it sucks it's hard you know the struggle is is very very real but this is the trade-off because you're fighting it now you're gonna you're gonna fight this you're gonna win this uh, you're going to get to yeah. the, you know, the year of recovery and it's an investment for the rest of your life. And you got three, you know, what sound like pretty amazing kids that, uh, that, uh, got a lot of living left in them themselves. And I'm sure that the sacrifice that you're making right now is, is, uh, for, for them as much as it is for you. And, and I think on the other side of this is, is something beautiful and, and not just, you know, health, but also, uh, you know, uh, a realization and, and an understanding of, of, of the fight you've been through and, and the appreciation for everything. And, you know, it is a trade-off and it's a sacrifice, but, you know, what else, what other choice you got, you know, it's, it's, it's the fight. No one wants to fight, but you're fighting it. And, uh, you know, I, I just met you, but I'm proud of you because it seems like you're putting in a lot of effort and a lot of fight and you're trying the best you can to keep your head above water in a really hard situation, especially, when you have three kids depending on you, it's, it's, it's an amazing story and uh, it's, it's inspiring. And I hope if there's anyone in the DDPY community who's dealing with something similar or, you know, have a, has a loved one dealing with something similar, uh, they listen to this. And I hope that 
that people kind of branch out and get together because there's no greater support system in one of these situations than somebody who's in the fight with you and uh, who's been through it or going through it. And uh, I, I I predict that uh, that cancer ain't gonna have a have a chance with you. <laughs> I have, I have a you to wet the floor, and it's gonna be amazing, uh, amazing on the other side of all this too. But it sucks, but this is a hell of a investment for for a lot of years yet to come. Thank you. Yes, it, it does, and uh, everyone needs to um, invest in themselves. They they, they really do. I. I see a lot of people that struggle with uh, depression and anxiety or they get really down on themselves. And uh, that, that's the one thing you have to do is you have to, you have to do something and you have to do it for yourself. Um, yep. If nothing else, it, you, you just have to, you have to make that investment. And just because you fall down doesn't mean you have to stay down. You, you always have to get back up. You have to fight. You have to live your life because like you said, there's, there's no tomorrows that are guaranteed for anyone ever. So you have to do it. And a lot of people feel so alone. And what they don't realize is how many people are watching them and how many people care and how many people rely on them. Um, so, yeah, everyone has to, to make that, that investment in themselves, in their happiness and, and in their future. And, yeah, they need to do something and not wait until tomorrow. They should they should do it now, no matter what it is. And I I think one of the most important lessons anyone who can pick up on who's listening to this is you are in charge of your mindset, and you whether you choose to be negative or you choose to be positive, either way, you're the one who's making the choice, and you have proven to me that you know it's okay to have a pity party but you can't stay in that you've got to it's not you know you can't progress positively if you're throwing yourself a pity party and I love that you are fighting this every step of the way tooth and nail and I mean only good things can come of that well, I hope so. <laughs> and and I do throw myself deep. It's, it's a pity party on occasion, you know. And That's everyone okay. is entitled to theirs when they have the bad day. It's just you can't live there. That's right. That's you know, right. You but it's important to, to have honesty in your in your emotion too. Sometimes people try to cloak up their, their stress and their struggle and their worry with, with the fake smiles and the fake fake happiness and fake laughter and I feel like that. That's uh, not healthy either. You've got to be able to have your honest emotions and, and, and let yourself be angry and, and sad and pity yourself. And you've got to you know, be able to experience happiness because it's the yin and the yang, you know. You can't have one without the other. You've got to be honest. And if you're having honest emotion, whether good, bad, sad, ugly, and working through those, like, that's important. Some people feel like the plastic oh, fake smile is the answer, but it's not because – your your soul, your heart needs to have that time to process and to grieve and to hurt and to feel sorry and and, then, and, and eventually work those feelings out because you realize why you're here and why you're fighting. And part of that process is she has negative emotions and work through them. Uh, there's nothing healthy about the phony, you know, the fakeness of uh, everything's awesome when it's not. Yep. No, absolutely. You have to recognize those feelings, and those feelings are okay. 
it's best to recognize those feelings, embrace those feelings, allow yourself to feel them because your feelings are valid. And then you just have to, I find a lot of times once you express those feelings and you allow yourself to feel them, they're not as strong anymore. And you're able right. to feel more positive feelings, but you should never just pay, you know, paste a smile on your face and just go on like everything's okay. That's, that's just so damaging. Yeah, you made a really good point that, you know, not all good feelings or what someone would consider a good feeling um, is the only thing worthy of, um, you know, being validated. I mean, we all have bad days, too, and you're allowed to have bad days. They're just, I, you know, it's just as important to have a bad day as it is a good day sometimes. Because either way, it doesn't matter how the lesson is presented. It's just what you do with it after you recognize it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes, you know, having the bad feelings. I mean, if everything was just sunshine and rainbows all the time. I mean, I'm not saying, right. you know, it's, it's good to have the sadness and all, but um, there are moments in our lives you know, where we have those, those deep feelings, those, those dark feelings, yeah. and they, they, they progress us as, as individuals, as humans. Without them, you know, where would we be? Our, our progress would just be stagnant. We wouldn't go on to become more than what we are. Yeah, and you know as well as I do, Krista, that in order to enjoy a rainbow, you're going to have to put up with some rain. Yep. I mean. Absolutely. It, it really is that simple. You know, a lot of a lot of this, uh, you know, Facebook culture always we try to frame ourselves in only the best of us, you know, the best side of us, the best crop picture where I look the skinniest or my outfit doesn't show my love handles or everything's awesome all the time, you know, hashtag blessed everything. And, you know, we, we kind of put on a yeah. front and, and a very few people are willing to be honest in their emotions. So when someone does go through like something like this, Sometimes people don't understand the fact that they can have negative feelings and uh, pity parties. They feel like they're less than because everyone else is kind of blasting this perception of perfection that's not authentic and it's not valid. And I feel that we need more, if anything, on, on social media or whatever, not necessarily more negativity but more authenticity because I feel yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot that can come from somebody just you know honest feelings and honest whether they're good, bad, ugly, or, or that think they're better off on the surface. And I bet there's a lot of people who are dealing with breast cancer that aren't the ones who are at the finish line with the pink T-shirts cheering, having a great time. There's some people who are just who are in rough shape and miserable, and there is that positive side of it, but I feel like as long as you're being authentic and, and, and giving an honest interpretation of what you're going through, there's so much – uh, worth and there's so much uh, you know it's it's so worthy of of somebody who's going through that because I don't relate to someone who's who's winning and you know killing it all the time I I, I relate to somebody who who is human and I think a lot more representation of human beings is an important people is important have people having authenticity and honest emotions good bad or indifferent. Yeah, and I mean, I can only speak for my situation, um, you know, having MS, that, you know, it's one of those things I don't really recognize, well, I don't really, you know, see myself as 
the winner, but actually I see myself as someone who has fallen down a million times, but I've always gotten back up in some form or another. Sometimes it takes longer than others, but, you know, you don't stay down. And I see that in you, Krista. You're an amazing, you're an amazing fighter. Thank you. It's, uh, you know, it's just uh, taking life and uh, <laughs> getting through it and living it. And, you know, it, it's just an up and a down. And, yeah, I mean, I, I've i had people say, you know, they look at me and, you know, I'm inspiring. And I'm like, it's it's flattering. It's, it's humbling. And at the same time, I, I don't really see it in myself. Um, I just see... You're Someone doing who what is you have struggling to do. and fighting. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm just yeah. surviving and I'm just uh making the best out of it as, as I can. It's it's just mm-hmm. uh doing what I must. But you're doing yeah. it with um grace. You're doing it with grace. Thank you. And that's, you know, that's that's the lesson I feel like for today and for lessons for somebody, you know, like you who's, who's dealing with what you're dealing with. It's, you only got it right now. You can only do your best right now. Tomorrow you don't know what it's going to bring, but in this moment you're doing the best thing you can do for yourself and you're, you're giving your best shot. And I feel like that's, even though you don't see it in yourself and it may seem like not a super heroic, uh, you know, thought or, or action, it is because, you sure do what you got to do. And as a mother, as a mother, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You always got to do what you got to do. And one step at a time, this moment, what can I do right now? And I think your story is pretty incredible. And I think that uh, I, I hope and I, I think that you're going to, you know, be, pull through this and, and get to the other side a stronger and, and better person because of it. No one wants to go through something like this, but it's a real test of character and just, you know, having talked to you for an hour, I can tell that you're a rich in character and you're rich in, uh, in, in strength. And I got to ask you, because I know that, you know, you're, you're a bit of a fog. You were telling us, you know, it's hard getting the energy together. So we appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us for an hour when you probably could have had a million other things you could have done with your energy. But you got to promise right. us that when you kick this thing's ass, you'll come back and talk to us and, and we'll, we'll talk about, uh, about that uh, that cancer you left uh, you left running the other way. Absolutely, I would love to. Awesome, I, we appreciate yeah. it so much. I really want to stay in touch. I just really someone told me when I was going through everything I was going through, Krista, that um, and it always stays in the back of my mind and. I would like to share it with you if I could. Um, and it was just, it's something so simple. Just always remember that the turtle won the race. Absolutely. You're yep. right. And that's really well, good to hear because sometimes you, you look at the, uh, the, the, you know, the big picture and uh, you see so much vastness in front of you. And it's, uh, yeah, you really just want to sprint to the finish line. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's not the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's kind of like seeing a field full of cows, and 
you know, inviting people for a steak dinner to eat the whole cow. Well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, you have a steak dinner, you only have a small piece, not the whole cow. Um, yeah, just take it one small little step at a time because really that's all the turtle could do. And the turtle won. So, yeah. No, that's I mean, that's a, that's a good analogy, Crystal, and it's it's a long road. Thank you. It's gonna seem, probably seem it's gonna probably gonna seem longer for you than any of us, you know, the next several months and, and years. So, but uh, like you said, you're doing what you got to do, and it's gonna take a long time. But uh, nothing that's ever worth it really comes easy, and uh, obviously True. this fight is worth it. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud of your progress. I'm proud of the effort. I'm proud of the composure and. I'm proud of you. Uh, just keep doing what you've got to do, and we, we appreciate it. And uh, it's definitely inspiring. And obviously, if you're listening to this, um, you know, uh, you know, Krista didn't a year ago. Krista probably didn't ever foresee this was going to happen, or foresee that a year from now this is what we should be dealing with. And I'd be remiss to think that, like, if you are a female, especially, that obviously male breast cancer too. But that's so important to get checked out because, uh, as you know, uh, Krista. The uh, the longer you wait, the, the longer you know the cancer has time to kind of move through you. The, the worse off it is, and it's so important for people to get checked out. And in this age, it's so busy, and people are so just chaotic in their lives and kids and work and jobs. You got to take time to make sure you're you're getting yourself uh, you know taken care of as well. So it's so important to get checked out for something like that. And uh, I I wish you the best because you seem like an amazing person. And I got to tell you, I can't wait to have you back on. Uh, sooner than later, and we'll talk about this in the rearview mirror instead of the present tense. Well, thank you. I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> that conversation will be a much more <laughs> positive, happy one. Like, yeah. No. Yeah, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Very much looking forward we'll to the I'll save yeah. the champagne. <laughs> yeah. I'll save a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and 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 stay well, and and keep uh, keep in touch because uh, I think this is uh, going to affect a lot of people too. I think there's a lot of people that are going to be inspired by this, and even though you may feel like it's it's taking forever and it's going through, I think there's a lot of people right now who's going to benefit from your story, and it, it's something that makes people inspired to uh, you know just do their own thing, do what they got to do. I love that. I love that uh, that phrasing because that's that's life in a nutshell. We sit here. What do you got to do? What we got to do right now? So I appreciate it, and thank you so much. And uh, get some rest, and then make sure you give those kids uh, a good hug from all of us in DDP Radio, and, and thank them for being Absolutely. such uh, such cool cool kids and understanding and helpful. And make sure that they uh, they keep uh, keep helping out mom during this hard time. I will, and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Oh, oh, thank you, you know so what? much. It wouldn't be a show without you, my dear. <laughs> <She can't. laughs> it's really been fun. Crystal, thank you. you so much. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you very, very much. And Crystal, you, you gave us some, some a few quotes of wisdom, but you got anything good you could reach down and send us off with a quote of the week from my Canadian quote master, Crystal Stewart. Absolutely. It um this one goes directly to Krista. Because I saw it and it just immediately resonated with me. And it just basically says, no one is you and that is your power. That's 
awesome. I like that. Awesome. And that's a superpower <laughs> I ever saw. So thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Crystal, thank for taking you. the time. And, and, and Crystal, thank you guys so much. And, and make sure you uh, you keep Crystal in your thoughts. You know, chemo is not fun, and it's, it's a lot of hard work. So a lot of positivity and a lot of well wishes, uh, thoughts, uh, prayers, if you if you if you go that route or, or whatever it is you possibly can give positive vibes and stuff. There's a lot of great people in this community who uh, who are really great people and, and really great when it comes to uh, getting back of people who are, are dealing with something. So you guys are awesome as well. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we are back with another episode of DDP Radio next week, live at DDPRadio.com. Uh, Crystal Stewart going to bring us uh, another Warrior of the Week. And uh, i got to tell you, they, they keep topping each other. Everyone seems to be more and more inspiring. And I don't know uh, how inspiring you're going to get next week to top this one, but uh, we promise that we're going to have a cool story and someone to, to talk to that's really going to really gonna, uh, enlighten the community. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week. And uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Crystal, Crystal for uh, sitting here and chatting with us. Thank, thank you. you. You guys have a great night. On that note, <laughs> I'll see you guys yeah. and have a great night. And until next week, remember to own it. We'll be back next week. See you guys. DP Radio Live at DPRadio.com. Good night. Thank you. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! He's in the diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.